Welcome to Women of Riot, the podcast that blows up the status quo in the name of leadership. Hello, gorgeous woman, and welcome back to another episode. I am really pumped for this one. I actually just want to dive straight into it. I want to talk to you about what is with the obsession in the coaching, spiritual communities, whatever you want to call them, with having to process every tiny little detail at length. Now you're like, what the crap is she talking about? (laughs) Basically, and I'm going to be a walking contradiction. Well, I am a walking contradiction, let's be honest, but I'm going to contradict myself in this episode. But one of the problems that I can see in the spiritual coaching world is, yeah, this obsession with having to process every tiny little detail of our lives. So it can be us realizing something about ourselves and having to journal on it for the next three hours every day on all of our thoughts, on everything that comes up. You know, and we're going to start retreating from the world. We're going to start retreating from business because we've just got to process this thing. And it's almost like we become a dog, like a dog with a bone. And we've got to fix this one little thing of ourselves and, and then everything's going to feel better. And then all of a sudden there's another thing. And so then we become a dog with a bone on that one. So what I want to talk about is maybe not everything has to be journaled out for 10 hours and meditated on for five hours. And obviously I'm being dramatic here. (laughs) I'm sure no one's actually doing it for that length of time, but you get what I mean. There are things in life that we can actually process and move through while still getting a crack in life, like still moving through life, still having impact with our business. And yeah, I, I see this a bit. I see this where people kind of retreat, um, because they say, oh, I've got trauma to deal with, or, you know, I I just don't feel good enough. Like I feel like there's certain parts of my character or my personality that I need to work on before I'm good enough to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to use a coaching industry as an example. So people that are aspiring coaches, or maybe they're brand new to coaching and they kind of retreat as soon as, you know, they feel like, oh, I'm not, I'm not as good as her. And they'll have someone in mind who's a brilliant coach and they'll be like, I'm not as good as her. I've got a lot more shit that I have to work through. I've got a lot more trauma that I need to deal with or, you know, I I just, I don't feel good enough or whatever it may be. And so instead of keeping on with their goals and instead of, you know, processing some of their baggage and some of their shit and instead of processing that at the exact same time as actually coaching (laughs) or starting their business or whatever it may be, instead they retreat. Now, I would just want to make this really clear. I'm not talking about if you're going, if you're actually going through a really traumatic experience in life. Like I'm not actually referring to that. I'm talking more about like everyone's got baggage. Everyone's got shit, right? Everyone has. We've all got parts of ourselves that aren't so great. Parts of ourselves that need our attention, need our love and need us to work through, to start to integrate and to start to heal. But that doesn't mean that we retreat from life until we're healed, And I'm putting healed in little inverted commas. I've got my little bunny ears up because no one's ever truly healed. Let's be honest. We can feel healed, but there's always going to be something to work on is what I'm saying. Now, the reason why I said I'm going to contradict myself is because I'm going to give an example where I did retreat and where it actually made sense. And so I just want to give this example because if you're in this boat, this will resonate for you. So let's just go back a little bit to... 
2018-2019. So I lived in Canada. I moved over there for my husband's work. We lived in Canada at the end of 2018. We moved there in December and we lived there until um, 2020. So it was only for a year and a half, two years, whatever it may have been. I think it was a year and a half. Um, and yeah, well, there for his work. Now, this was when I first started to feel like I really wanted to be in the coaching industry, like so strongly. It just would not leave me. I was like, I know, <laughs> I know I'm here as Holly in this body, in this lifetime for a reason. And that is to have impact on people. Like I know that my story is meant to help other people and my life is meant to make sense. And yada, yada, yada. You probably just heard me moving in my chair. I forget that I'm actually recording. <laughs> I feel like I'm just talking to my best mate over a coffee, um, which kind of, that's a nice feeling. You're having coffee with me, except I don't even drink bloody coffee. We're having a cup of tea in a cafe, you and me. Anyway, back to my story. So I knew that I was, you know, meant to have an impact and I just kind of, I didn't intend on being a coach. Like I never set out and was like, I'm meant to be a coach. Like that wasn't it. I stumbled into coaching and it was because I had a lot of alone time in Canada. You know, I didn't really know anyone when we first got there. My husband was working a lot away. So it was just me and our dog, Bobby. And I had a lot of time to myself. And this is when I really was, if you've listened to the first two episodes of this podcast, you'll know that that was when I really started to work through some of the shit of leaving the cult and of also of going through a divorce years previously. So you know, I was working through some shit and I was understanding some stuff about myself that I didn't like and that I needed to work on. And through that, through researching and wanting to better myself, diving deep into the personal development world, I kind of stumbled into the idea of I want to coach this, you know, it, it again, it wasn't something that I went searching for. I kind of feel like it kind of found me in the same way that I talk about human design. I didn't set out to be a human design reader or a human design coach. It kind of found me. It was, I just feel like they were meant to be. So here I was processing a cult upbringing. For those that, if you're brand new to my podcast, I was raised in a religious-like cult from basically a baby and I left there around 25 years of age. So if you want to hear about that, listen to the first two episodes, go way more in depth. I'm not going to talk about it now. So yeah, definitely listen to the first two episodes. Anyway, I started processing stuff and this was right when, so it was about 2019 was when I was like, yeah, I want to get into coaching. So I found a mentor at the time this American chick, she was really, really cool. And I got her to start to help me to set up a coaching business. Now I was not working as a coach. I was just setting stuff up in that time. I put it out onto my private Facebook page. So to my friends and acquaintances that are on my Facebook, you know, I'm basically, I'm an aspiring coach. I would love to do some free sessions for any women. Um, you know, I'll take on 10 max for any women that are wanting to work through X, Y, Z. I had some things that, you know, I felt like I had a personal experience in working through and I'll do it for free. And we're going to do, you know, X amount of sessions and we'll do it via Zoom or whatever, you know, putting it out there. Anyway, I got, you know, a multitude of women actually contact me and say, yeah, I'm keen. I actually ended up having to stop it, like saying no more, like I've got too many. And so I started doing coaching sessions for free with women. I loved it. They loved it. They got things out of it. They gave me testimonials. Like they were like, yep, you're a really good coach, blah, blah, blah. Looking back, <laughs> I don't think I was great. I'm going to be honest. Um, but I was learning, you know, and I also 
did have a qualification. So I do have a life coach qualification, by the way, I should have said that early on from years ago from a personal development course that I did. I have a life coaching qualification, but I mean, let's be honest, anyone can call themselves a coach these days without any qualifications. And I think some of the best coaches out there don't necessarily have particular qualifications. It's a lot of it comes down to life experience and yeah, your life journey. And anyway, that's a whole nother story. So I was doing coaching for free. I did not have a business set up. I was not taking money for it. It was purely for free and I was dabbling. Now, as I said, I was processing the whole um, deconversion of fundamentalist Christian beliefs, very, very staunch beliefs that I held about the world, about people, about the afterlife, everything. I was also processing still a bit of pain from a divorce and I'd also gone through a miscarriage at the end of 2018. So there was a lot of like a bit of wounding there that I was working through. I was a chronic people pleaser. I want to make that clear. Like I was a chronic people pleaser. I would often abandon myself, abandon what I wanted, abandon my voice, all the things to please other people, like chronic. And it started to hit me. Like I need to do some deep inner healing work before I start coaching women. Now I'm going to explain this and I don't want you to be deterred. If you're brand new to coaching, I do not want you to be deterred from coaching. If you feel like you're in the same boat, I just wanted to give the other, like the flip side to this, because I wanted to balance out what I'm saying. Obviously I started this episode with explaining why we don't need to just journal for 10 hours a day on the things that we're going through and and not do anything about it, right? Like not actually put in the work and not actually do anything, but just write about it. By the way, I do think it's important if you're into journaling, like I think it's an important thing to do. And I think it's important to process. It's a great way to actually process what's going on internally. I'm not dissing journaling. That's just one of the ways that I'm mentioning this. But to get back on track with the story, I do not want this to deter you from coaching or from whatever it is that you're looking at doing. I just want to give the other side to it. So I was processing a lot of stuff and realizing I've got some pretty deep rooted shit that I need to work through. I've got some really fucked up views on the world, on people. I've got some really ingrained thought patterns and processes and you know, just stuff that needed to be obliterated. Like I'm not talking about little stuff. I'm talking about my entire identity, my entire belief systems about everything needed to be obliterated, needed to be so shattered so that I could rebuild them. As a people pleaser, I also would be wounded so easily if someone had a different viewpoint to me. If someone expressed a complete different way of thinking, it would wound me. I couldn't handle it. I literally, it was just a complete lack of confidence. I could not handle someone thinking differently than me, someone voicing an opinion that was different to mine. I couldn't handle any form of rejection. And by the way, it wouldn't even necessarily be rejection. Like if someone, just as an example, if someone was to make a comment online, like let's say some random stranger made a comment on an Instagram page of mine that wasn't necessarily nice, it would shatter me. Like it would literally shatter me. I had the lowest confidence. I had the lowest self-esteem, all the things. And it might sound funny because here I was an aspiring coach wanting to help people, but we've also got to realize we still have a lot of good stuff in there that we can help people with. We've still got a lot of life experience. We've still got a lot of goodness in there. 
so that wasn't leaving me. I still wanted to be a coach, but I just realized I needed to work through some shit before I start helping anyone else. Because otherwise, the moment someone disagrees with me or the moment I get my first bit of hate email or hate comments or not even hate, just someone (laughs) voicing a different opinion, it would probably spin me out if I'm in business and if I'm coaching people. So I retreated. I did. I completely stopped coaching. I did not pursue coaching at that time and I retreated. And I went through a big journey of inner healing, of inner work, of actually doing the work, not just talking about doing the work. It was a multitude of things. It wasn't just one thing. Over the years, there's been therapy, like with a holistic psychotherapist, um, personal development courses that I've personally like paid for and been a part of. So mindset courses. Um, I've also done my own research, my own investigation into ways to heal, um, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube channels, whatever it may be. But actually like even things like doing breath workshops and meditating and all all the things, right? But obviously I did mention also seeing a holistic psychotherapist, like actually doing some deep inner child wounding work and it was painful. It was really painful. It was also really liberating at the same time because I was learning so much about myself and I was starting to heal and starting to integrate things and, you know, change my belief systems, change thought patterns, and just started to view life differently and people differently. And I'm not going to pretend that this happened overnight. This was a process. There was definitely a process of standing on my own two feet, of feeling secure in my identity and in my worth and in my voice and starting to speak my truth and, you know, starting to shatter the people-pleasing ways and the people-pleasing tendencies. And just honestly, I started to really come home to myself. And this was the time where I really felt like for the first time in my life, I truly came home to myself. Now, yes, I could have done all that whilst coaching. And I understand that. And some people choose that path. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, I recommend that. (laughs) With my case, though, it was the wisest thing for me at that time to do. And the reason why I mention this is this isn't just like, you know, realizing that there's a particular belief system about ourselves isn't right. Like this was everything at once. (laughs) So this was my entire identity, my entire psyche, my entire, like every belief system. So this was like next level. So obviously if you're in the same boat and you're realizing that the way that your life has gone, you now need to do a complete pivot and like similar to me from a cult upbringing to then viewing the world very differently. Yeah. You may need to retreat and And if that's the case, you honor that season in your life. I'm glad I did that. Now, for sure, right now, I could be like way further along in business had I just done the coaching when I said I was going to do the coaching. Like I understand that. But at the same time, I, I feel like what the way that I did it was the perfect path for me. But unless you're having a complete complete like identity change, like every aspect of who you are as an individual, I don't recommend doing that. I don't think you need to retreat from life. I think that, again, there can be this obsession with having to like process every little detail at length if you're in the spiritual and coaching communities and world. Yeah, sometimes we do need to retreat. Sometimes we do need to just kind of retreat from people, retreat from life, retreat from helping other people and and just heal. 
But more often than not, you don't. More often than not, the best way for you to actually heal is in doing the work while still actively being in your community, while still actively doing the everyday things that you do in your life and not completely retreating from everybody. So if you're a coach, that would mean still coaching people, knowing that you're far from perfect and that that's the beauty of being a human. You're not meant to be perfect. No one's looking for a perfect coach. You just have likely had the life experience in certain areas that your clients are wanting help in. Just because you coach them on certain topics in certain areas doesn't mean that they view you as a perfect individual who can do no wrong. They still know you're flawed. They still know that you have areas to work on, that you've got shadow sides to you, that you've got, you know, these parts of you that are crying out for help and for healing. So when you see, this is my whole point in this episode, when you see parts of yourself that you don't like, when you see parts of yourself that make you kind of like cringe a little bit and like, oh my God, my ego needs some work or oh my God, like my identity needs some work. That is okay. Like, please don't be hard on yourself. This is the whole part of life. Like this is the beauty of life. You're not going to wake up and just be perfect one day and be this perfect coach or this perfect woman in business or in leadership, whatever it may be. No one is expecting that of you. The best way for you to heal is to still continue to do what it is that you're doing in your business and in your life and heal at the same time, like integrate everything while still moving in life and not just completely retreating. Now, obviously I gave my example because there are always exceptions to the rule. Always. By the way, you can probably hear my dog in the background. It's really gross. She's looking right now. It's freaking grossing me out. But she was standing outside the door barking and I've got my daughter in asleep in bed. <laughs> I'm just like going to have to put up with the dog noises in the background. I'm sorry because I do not want her waking, my, waking up my daughter right now. So beautiful woman. The moral of the story, <laughs> the moral of this entire episode is continue to work on yourself whilst working in your business. Continue to work on yourself whilst working in your life, in your job, doing whatever it is that you do. Don't feel like you have to retreat every time you feel a nudge of like, oh, there's something in my personality I don't like. There's something in my character I don't like. Guess what? Every single human on the planet has things in ourselves that we don't like if we're honest with ourselves. So don't retreat Unless again, (laughs) you have been in a situation where your entire identity needs to change and you just need that time to heal. There's always exceptions to the rule, as I said. And, you know, I'm glad I did. If I can say, honestly, coming out the other side of that kind of retreat period and that real time of healing, um, yeah, I'm a lot stronger for it. I definitely am. I, I can stand firm on my own two feet and not be swayed by other people's words or opinions and also not feel wounded when someone disagrees with me. Don't take it personally. And, you know, I definitely have come so far in the whole people-pleasing way. Like I really don't see myself as a people-pleaser at all anymore. I used to be chronic at it, but I don't see that in me anymore. And maybe that's a new blind spot. <laughs> But yeah, there's so much that we, so much healing that can happen when we're honest with ourselves. But yeah, it doesn't mean that we have to sit in a tent on our own for the next six years, just meditating and journaling and being silent. (laughs) Of course, I'm being dramatic. Anyway, this is just a nice short episode for you today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've gotten something out of it. And um, 
Enjoy the drums on the outro and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.